commission to order. We have a quorum. Is anyone registered for public comment? No. Any communications, disclosures, or recusals from members of the commission? Um, <clears throat> Mr. Hagenau? I will be recusing myself from item 5 on the consent agenda. Thank you. Anyone else? Seeing none. Uh, minutes of the November 19 meeting. Is there a motion? Mr. Move, approval moved by Mr. Oath, seconded by Mr. Hagenau. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Passes unanimously. A schedule of meetings. We have one more in December, and it's a doozy, uh, the 17th. Mr. Cantrell? I will not be here for that meeting, unfortunately. Thank you. Uh, and then our first meeting in January isn't until the 14th, and then we have one more on the 28th. <clears throat> Routine business. We have two items of routine business. Item one, Legistar 53662, authorizing the mayor and the city clerk to execute a consent to occupy easements for the benefit of Dane County to allow private stormwater management facilities and a concrete patio within two existing public easements for sanitary sewer and stormwater purposes on the property located at 1702 Pancrat Street. And item two, Legistar 53775, amending resolution enactment number Res 17-00875, which authorizes the grant of an underground electric easement to MG&E to accommodate updates to their facilities at 115 South Patterson Street. Is there a motion to approve? Ms. Cantrell, seconded by Ms. Berger. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed, no. Passes unanimously. New business. Item five, Legistar five, I'm sorry, item three, Legistar five, three, five, three, eight, three, one, authorizing the city attorney to file suit against the village of McFarland to contest the annexation of certain lands from the town of Blooming Grove. Uh, is, there, is there a presentation or should we just move right to a motion? Is there a motion to approve, Mr. Cantrell? Seconded by Mr. Rui. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Passes unanimously. Uh, we can't take up public hearings just yet, uh, but we can do secretary's report. Great. All right. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, for our December 17th meeting, we'll have several items that will likely be discussed. First, um, 5614 Schrader Road, demolition, permit, and conditional use to demolish a restaurant and construct a four-story mixed-use building with uh, 96 apartments. Um, 4602 Cottage Grove Road will be referred to a future meeting, so that will not be heard on, on the 17th. We'll have a zoning text amendment to add a new standard to the demolition and removal standards requiring the plan commission to consider the proposed impact of relocating buildings on city terrace trees. 
And then we'll have a, a proposed four-story apartment building at 1954 East Washington Avenue with 30 apartments along East Washington and then a, a six-unit townhouse building along East Mifflin Street on the back of the site. At 2002 Tennyson Lane, we will have a new multi-use site containing a four-story mixed-use building with 67 apartments and another four-story building with 62 apartment units. And then finally, uh, the Hong Kong Cafe at 2 to 8 South Mills Street, a demolition permit uh, for a home next to the Hong Kong Cafe for expansion of, of its parking lot. And then January 14th um, will be also another, another significant meeting. Um, we, we may have 1902 Bartolon Drive may return that night, so we're, we're listing it here on the agenda in case it is ready for, for action by the Plan Commission. Uh, 1202 South Park Street, that's the uh, mixed-use building with, with uh, small commercial space and 58 apartments um, for the permanent supportive housing project. Um, 1050 East Washington Avenue, this is the, the second half of the Lyric site, a new 11-story mixed-use building including 128 apartments and uh, a youth arts center along Mifflin Street on the back, back side. 1004 to 1032 South Park Street. This is one that the Commission has dealt with uh, many times in recent years. It's the Peloton Project, and it's coming in for a, a relatively small amendment to reconfigure the fifth floor into full units rather than upper story um, loft spaces associated with the fourth floor units. Um, and finally, we'll, uh, I think the other notable item is the amendment to the Campus Institutional Zoning District for Edgewood High School for the expanded use of their athletic field for um, uh, essentially a, a stadium with um, some more evening uses as well. Um, not listed here under upcoming matters, but likely to occur on the 24th, is a, a brief staff overview of the Oscar Meyer Strategic Assessment Plan. We'll try to do that at the beginning of the, the meeting at the, as a 5.30 item um, for your action on, on the, the 14th. Thank you. Are there any questions? Hearings. Uh, for those of you who aren't here on a regular basis, well, even for those of you who are, uh, please turn off your cell phones. Uh, <clears throat> The way we operate is um, the first thing we do is we take up what we call our consent agenda. These are items that are completely agreed to. No one insists on speaking. Um, <clears throat> and we dispose of them along with items being referred to a future meeting. We do that with one motion. The people who are here, sometimes it's a substantial number, get to go home and enjoy their evening. And we stick around and grapple with the rest. Um, so with that, our consent agenda tonight includes item 5, Legistar 53609, uh, 3014 Worthington Avenue and 3001 Darbo Drive, consideration of a demolition permit to demolish a six-unit residential building, and consideration of a conditional use to construct an accessory building exceeding 800 square feet and consideration of a conditional use alteration to expand open space for a residential building complex. We have one registrant, uh, Melissa Huggins, 807 East Johnson, in support available to answer questions. Um, 
Item 6, Legistar 53610, 6265 Portage Road, Town of Burke. Uh, consideration of a certified survey map within the city's extraterritorial jurisdiction to create two residential lots. Items 7, 8, and 9 are being referred to the December 17th meeting. Uh, item 7, they're all related. Item 7, Legistar 53608, creating sections of the Madison General Ordinances to change the zoning of property generally located at 22 North Charter Street from TRU 2 to PDGDPSIP District. Item 8, Legistar 53276, also 222 North Charter Street, consideration of a demolition permit to demolish a single-family residence as part of the consideration of a planned development to construct a 12-story, 43-unit apartment building on the property. And item 9, Legistar. Okay. Uh, and item 9, Legistar 53617, amending the official map of the City of Madison to reduce the width of an official map reservation located on the zoning property located at 222 North Charter Street. Is there a motion to approve? Mr. Cantrell, seconded by Ms. Berger. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed, no. All those affected, Ms. Huggins can leave. <laughs> Enjoy your evening. Uh, that brings us to the one remaining item on our agenda, uh, item Four Legistar five three two one seven. I'm sorry. Uh, item five three two seven seven five fifteen Penny Street consideration of a conditional use to construct a multifamily dwelling with greater than eight dwelling units in uh, TRU two zoning and consideration of a conditional use for construction in a planned multi-use site with greater than 40,000 square feet of floor area, of which 25,000 square feet or more is designed or intended for retail to construct an 88-unit apartment building. Mr. Wells. Thank you, Mr. Chair and members of the Planning Commission. You have before you a request for a conditional use for an 88-unit building. It is significantly similar to the previous approval um, which was an 80-unit building approved by the Planning Commission back in December of 2013. Um, while the current proposal is eight units larger, due to uh, a change in the unit mix, it is actually two uh, bedrooms smaller. In all, staff believe it could be found to be consistent uh, with the Royster-Clark Special Area Plan, the 2018 Comprehensive Plan, and the previous conditional use approval. Staff therefore recommend the Planning Commission find the standards met and approve the, the request subject to input at this public hearing and comments submitted by the city agencies. I'd be happy to answer questions after the um, public hearing. Thank you, Mr. Wells. I'll open the public hearing. We have one registrant, Donald Schrader of Knothy and Bruce Architects in support, available to answer questions. Uh, I guess you guys can decide if you 
what you need to see here. I'll go over the few okay, drawings so that I brought you. Uh, yeah. Why don't you walk? Why don't you at least walk us through okay. what you have, and I'll change it for to wishing to speak. Okay. Um, currently, you're looking at the um, revised site plan showing the location of the building. It's on the corner of Royster and Peony Street. It's one block off of um, Cottage Grove Road, and it's um, kind of kitty corner from the new library and um, mixed-use building that's getting developed right now. Um, oops. This drawing shows you the differences between what was approved back in December of 2013. The blue shaded area is um, the area primarily that changed, that was filled in, and then it turned into one larger building with additional eight units to that. And then this is at the corner of the um, private drive coming in, coming off of Cottage Grove Road. It shows the materials and stuff there. It's a combination of cement board siding, brick, and some metal, um, corrugated metal. And then this shows the other two other, then I'll just kind of page through. These are the two main elevations that were on the rendering, and these are the other two. And I guess um, whatever other questions you have, we can go over those. Thank you. Uh, are there questions for Mr. Schrader? Yes, there are. Mr. Rui first. I, I, I'm happy with the project. I just had a question on um, the surface bike parking on the corner. Is there any reason why you have it there? And who's it going to serve at that location? It, well, primarily it's for the residents. Um, it, we could look at re relocating it, right, but there's a public entrance that's like the two walks to the west of that, so there's a public entrance. Okay, that is a public entrance. Yeah. I also thought it might be a little visibility problem at that location for cars uh, with, with it being there, uh, if bikes are parked at that location. Uh, and all the entrances along around the building, are, are those all to private uh, units? Uh, that is correct. There's, a, there's one entry off of um, Piney Street that's a public, and then there's one off of um, the Royster, and then one off of the private you, drive. You've got all those stairways. Are those for individual units? Yeah, that is correct, yes. So, uh, my, I'm not going to change anything, right? Uh, just suggesting that you might look at putting the bike racks where they're more likely going to be using them, or, or where you might think they might be parking their bikes, especially with the private residents. Okay. Entrance. Yeah, we can distribute them around the outside perimeter. Yeah, okay, thank you. Alder Zellers? Um, yeah, I'm wondering, I didn't see it, but I could have missed it, if there are any terrace trees currently um, that uh, are there? Currently, I don't believe they have any terrace trees installed. Um, that I can't tell you. Um, and the, our landscape plan right now doesn't deal with the terrace trees, so I guess I can double check on what's installed out there right now, if there's anything. Pardon me? Yeah. Um, because if there are, I mean, it, it does to, seem to me that it should be standard practice to indicate either yes, there are or no, there aren't, and if there are, whether they are going to remain. Um, so I would like to know that. And presumably if there are any terrace trees, since it's not indicating that you will be taking them down, no terrace trees will be taken down for this project. No, 
there will be no terrace trees taken down. Okay, thank you. Ms. Berger. Hi, I wanted to ask a little about parking. Um, I know that this is part of this bigger mm -hmm. project, but um, I know there are, or I believe there are 82 underground parking stalls. Um, and then, but it says that there were a total of 127. Mm -hmm. um, so for those above ground parking stalls that we can see, um, I guess first I wanted to ask you what had changed. Um, there was, was there something in purple on your first slide that had changed? Yeah, uh, there used to be parallel parking stalls along that um, mm -hmm. private road. Yeah. And we switched that out to 90 degree parking there. There's a with working with the library, the developer is doing the library too. Mm -hmm. And working with the library, they were adamant that they that they didn't want anybody spilling over into their parking lot. So we've kind of put 90 degree parking on this so that we could keep our parking ratio up a little bit closer to what um, the what we've seen as a requirement for parking. Um, it looks like the requirement is 88 stalls, and you've got 127. Am I seeing it right? Um, the requirement, yes, it's just the, what we've seen through the markets and stuff like that and through other developers that we work with. It's just they really are almost the – they kind of use a standard of one for an efficiency, one and a half for a one-bedroom, and two for a two-bedroom. And we've gone less than that. Anytime we've gone less than that, we get complaints from the developers that they don't have enough parking. So, uh, yeah, we, we would like to eliminate more, but it's kind of market-driven right at this point. Maybe down the road, it could be um, less people using park or public or more using public transportation and stuff. So, and do you have any plans for um, shared vehicle um, or or electric charging or anything like that in the building, either in the garage or outside? Especially the vehicle share, I'm curious about. Currently, that's really not been discussed with the developer, but. Um, I'm sure that they'd be willing to look at that, and then especially the um, charging station in the basement and stuff like that. Okay, so if I put that in as a um, condition to consider those things, yeah, that, would that would be, be fine. Okay. Thank you. Anyone else? Then thank you, Mr. Schroeder. I'll close the public hearing. Questions of staff, Alder Zellers. Um, is there any reason why um, we should not include in condition number 23 um, a provision? I'll just read what I'm, I'm looking at. It's, uh, the first sentence would remain the same. So again, this is condition number 23. And the second sentence would read, in the event that modifications need to be made to any city-owned or maintained traffic signals, bike or pedestrian accommodations, street lighting, and then go on uh, with the rest of the sentence as it is. Would that give anybody heartburn? And if so, why? The addition of public bike and pedestrian? Yeah. So, for example, if it is found that on the corner we need to modify it in some way to have a, a special bike turn lane or, you know, whatever it might be. It's hard to, to know. Or mm -hmm. uh, pedestrian flasher signs. So just to include 
the ability to use the security deposit for those mm -hmm. kinds of things too. I think that would be that would be okay to add that. Okay. I thought you were going with the street trees and I was going to direct you to a different no agency, no. but I think yeah, that's that's okay. fine to add okay. that. Okay, good. Thank you. Ms. Berger. I just wanted to ask city staff about the parking on this and the changes. Um, I, I assume that if there were parallel parking stalls before, the parking has been increased, and, and that's what they were going for, um, increased parking. Seems like a lot of parking to me, but um, I, I just wanted to hear, I didn't see anything in the report really discussing the parking, so I wanted to get staff's feedback on that. Mm -hmm. I think with this unit mix, it is, it is on the high end of what we're seeing in the more urban sites, but it's about um, it's about right for what we're seeing in the I guess more more suburban locations. I think with the addition of the eight eight new units to the project, um, you know they've added parking accordingly, and I I think you know it's important to note in our in our zoning code we do have a maximum um, parking requirement now, and they're they're still far below that maximum parking requirement. And so in this case, I mean, you know, they are providing the underground parking as well. Um, I don't think that staff was um, too concerned about the, the parking ratio, but I, I would agree with you that it's, it's higher than what we've seen on, on a lot of the more urban sites that have better transit service. Good point. Okay, thank you. Mr. Rui. Uh, I had a question on, um, I lost which one, on, on uh, condition 30. Uh, five foot clearway, including uh, doors that swing outward into the walkway. Does that include car doors, or is it just uh, doors to the building? This condition is is I think written for the doors to the building, um, there, meaning there, that if a door swings out, the sidewalk needs to be wide enough to accommodate that door swing and still accommodate. I, I can think of one on Park Street that didn't do that, uh, <laughs> that we approved. Uh, the question I had, though, is uh, on the parallel parking on the one side, the car doors are going to swing into that eight-foot space because there's no terrace. Would that apply there? I would need to I would need to follow up with traffic engineering staff to be certain, but I believe this condition was really relating to the the wall of the building and doors leading into the building. But that's a that's a good note. We could, you know, we could work with the applicant on that. Well, it, it's just a question now that traffic might want to look at in the future. Yep. Okay. And there's no terrace. Thank you. Anyone else? On the motion, Mr. Cantrell. Yes, I would recommend that the Planning Commission find the uh, uh, this project that meets the standards of the conditional use section of our, the uh, Madison Ordinance and uh, recommend approval. Uh, well, I believe Alder Zellers wants to add an amendment. Yes. And I also want to amend uh, the section as uh, suggested by um, uh, Commissioner Berger that uh, consideration of an auto charging station in the underground parking area be provide uh, be considered and um, Alder Liddell's amendment okay which is to item number 23 um, do I need to read that again or read that? okay um, so it's it's item number 23 
three, and it's to add to the second sentence, um, bike or pedestrian accommodation, so that it would allow for the security deposit to be used um, in addition to the things already listed there. It could be used for bike or pedestrian accommodations. Thank you. Is there a second? Mr. Rui? Okay. Uh, Mr. Cantrell, did you wish to address the motion? Yes. Um, uh, I, this is a very uh, good project, I think, and um, uh, I, I don't really have concerns with the additional parking they're pro uh, providing. I think 90-degree parking along that access uh, road is a very efficient uh, way of uh, providing parking, which I think overflow parking, visitor parking, and those sorts of things, um, uh, this, this project and probably some others that we've approved uh, uh, may benefit uh, by. Um, this uh, project and the Royster development, uh, I, I think it provides um, uh, um, additional development which really fits in. And I, I think that the uh, change that they made to this building by connecting it, I think, is, is very positive. And uh, with the new library out there, I think it's going to be a very popular site uh, for people to live and uh, the commercial area that they're providing uh, also is provi providing some amenities which I think that uh, future residents will enjoy. So I, I, I'm very excited about this new project. Uh, <clears throat> for some reason I've still got you there, Mr. Cantrell. Ms. Berger? Um, I just wanted to add to, um, to the amendment uh, to the motion that um, not only the electric car charging station, but that the developer would also consider um, a car sharing service on the site. Without objection, that's in. Thank you. Mr. Rui? Yeah, this, this is a great project. Um, I'd like to uh, add that, uh, encourage the developer to add some additional bike parking around the perimeter of the building. That would be it. Without objection, that's in. Anything else then? And uh, all those in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed no. Passes unanimously. I believe that concludes our, the business we have for this evening. A motion to adjourn would be in order. Uh, moved by Alder King, seconded by Mr. Hagenow. All those in favor say aye. aye. We're adjourned at 6.06.